When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. Hugh Phillips has been described as a modern country bluegrass man with his heart right smack dab in the middle of the folk Americana scene. He has just recently recorded his debut solo CD, It's Been a Long Time. Hugh joins us in this edition of Americana Music Profiles from Colorado to talk about his new music. Hello, Hugh. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for jumping in with us today. Good to talk to you. Where am I talking to you from at the moment? Well, I'm in my uh, studio in Carbondale, Colorado. All right. Um, and, and I was going to ask, you have a Nashville connection, so you're, you're Colorado-born, moved to Nashville, moved back? How did that, how does that work? Well, actually, I was born back east of New Jersey. And, okay. Uh, and finished high school out here in Colorado and, of course, never went back because, um, yeah, just kind of fell in love with the mountains, so. Yeah. Um, been here most of my life and, uh, yeah, I've got some, uh, uh, Nashville connections just through uh, uh, a little bluegrass festival in Lyons, Colorado, called Rocky Grass. Oh, sure, yeah, and uh, yeah, and so I met uh, uh, Mojin down there uh, mm-hmm. a few years back. Took a vocal course with him, um, and we became friends. And uh, yeah, so that kind of connected me to Nashville uh, professionally, anyway. So yeah, okay. So you, uh, if I read correctly, you had a career outside of music and uh, somewhere a few years ago decided to make a transition. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm a Toyota, connect, uh, Toyota technician by trade okay. um, for um, 30 years. And, um, you know, just kind of decided to stress on the... Uh, and the chemicals and everything weren't doing me justice. And right. the Lord's music grew up with it and uh, just said, you know what? If it's not now, then when? So sure, yeah. Just jumped in both feet, closed up my business, auctioned off the uh, parts and pieces of it, and uh, wow. yeah, moved on. So. so what was your connection to music prior to that and, and during those years when you were doing the full-time thing somewhere else? Well, um, I grew up uh, in a house of classical music. Uh, my mom's uh, had, uh, like many of of, uh, of us, had a piano uh, lesson schedule right. um, for us kids, and uh, we were active, you know, in the, in the school music program as well, uh, playing a lot of woodwinds and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and her boyfriend at the time actually had. Uh, a really good bluesy kind of piano thing going and they would him and my mom would play 
classical stuff together, but then he taught me a bunch of blues stuff oh, cool. and taught me about blues and kind of the call and answer ideas and things like that. And uh, that kind of jumped me into really kind of looking at uh, popular music in a whole different way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I never really, I love classical music, but it's just, it's really, um, it's something that for me, it's like work. It doesn't really get, I don't get to like listen and relax and, uh-huh. and yeah. you know, contemplate the human condition like you can <laughs> with, you know, country or marathon or blues or any of that. Right, right, right so, yeah. So, um, yeah, so anyhow, um, yeah, I played trombone for a little bit, I played uh, uh, piano for a little bit, um, you know, and uh, really wanted to play guitar, but that was kind of something that was not exactly welcomed in the house, because it's hard to get across that I wanted to play an acoustic guitar, not screaming electric guitar, but um, anyhow, so I didn't get into that until high school. Okay. Um, and a friend of mine introduced me to the Grateful Dead and um, kind of like Working Man's Dead and uh-huh. um, a couple of those records. And then I kind of learned about uh, um, Grisman and, and Jerry's projects. And then it sort of went went into Tony Rice and so on and so forth and really got into bluegrass and, and, uh, and the acoustic music and, and mm-hmm. flat picking and that kind of thing. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, so I've always, you know, I've always really wanted to be uh, good at that, but, uh, you know, more of a campfire player uh, for the most part, um, you know, and had a cadre of country and, and bluegrass tunes um, over the years, but kind of just um, thought about really just settling in and, and taking guitar more seriously towards the end of uh, having our shop. My wife and I had, had a Toyota repair shop. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, towards the end of that, that 11 years of having the shop, I was really committing to playing guitar. Mm-hmm. And a friend of mine who had a, a bluegrass band, local, uh, bluegrass band, Straygrass, um, he saw that and he said, you should go to Rocky Grass and Lions and, um, take some classes and, mm-hmm. and meet some you know, some instructors and that kind of thing. Yeah, of course, that's yeah. a little... turns out playing bluegrass is a little factory for, for musicians. And uh, yeah. so I like to think I'm I'm one of those that came out of that, yeah. spit out the other side, completely changed, and uh, <laughs> and on the road and, and uh, not looking back. So. Yeah, yeah, cool. Were, were you engaged in, in um, uh, semi-professional, amateur-professional group-type situations while you were... Uh, honing that craft and still working your your day job. Um, a little bit, yeah. It was more semi, uh, semi professional. Um, I got recruited to be a sideman on dobro uh, and guitar and some backup uh, singing mm-hmm. in a couple of various different projects, um, and that sort of really helped me solidify, you know, going forward and and jumping in both feet to cut my income by two thirds and, and play music and not be stressed out. <laughs> was there a, a pivotal moment or an event or something that, that caused you to say, okay, let's, let's just do it. It was really, I think it was really Rocky Grass Academy. Mm-hmm. 
it was super intense. My friend was just absolutely um, sort of my guide um, in that in that week uh, that we were there taking classes. And uh, we weren't in classes together. We took completely different stuff. But what goes on at the campgrounds at night and the people you meet and play with. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, sit alongside. I remember my first year, I think I was sitting alongside of, uh, <clears throat> or in between Uwe and uh, Jens Kruger. <laughs> right. <laughs> in a circle. That's cool. And, uh, yeah, Uwe leans over to me and he says, Hugh, you're playing a D28. You don't have to beat on it. Be gentle to it. And I'm like, ah, okay. That's cool. You know, and, he, and, and you know, we've, we've spoken in subsequent years. I don't see him very much, but, uh, you know, it's absolutely amazing to be uh, alongside powerhouse musicians. Sure, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah that, that definitely, for someone who goes from the campfire into the fire of, you know, really top-notch musicians, Right. Um, yeah. Was changing for me. Yeah. So if I read this correctly, you've got a a new album out. It's been a long time, and and this is the debut for you. As a, it is. Yeah. It okay. Is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the you left your your day job in in sixteen, and so what 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 was the focus from then until getting this project ready to be released? Um, there was a lot of changes in our life. Uh, my wife and I picked up and moved um, to Carbondale from Grand Junction mm, okay. um, and just really kind of wanted to uh, do a full reset mm-hmm. um, of what we were doing. And uh, so my focus has been really just um, music and perfecting my craft, uh, songwriting networking, uh, learning the business, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because, uh, yeah, clearly being a, an auto technician, there's not a lot of music involved except for what, what's on the radio when you're, when you're in the shop or, right. or whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're going to pause for just a moment. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the interview. So songwriting has, um, been something along the way or is that, is that more of a new venture for you? Uh, it's a fairly new venture for me. Um, I started writing probably back in, well, probably 2010, mm, 2008, okay. somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, didn't think much of it, but then, you know, some friends of mine who would hear me play, you know, some of my originals were like, wow, you know, you should look, look a little more into it writing more songs, you know, you yeah. some good stuff. And, That's good, cool. And uh, I met a friend who uh, was also a songwriter, and he had just reams of stuff that he had written, mm. and it was all really good, and he and I really kind of hit it off musically, and um, we've remained really good friends since, um, and he's on a sort of a parallel journey, um, but... Uh, um, yeah, we do a lot of um, sitting down and brainstorming. Sometimes a co-write here and here and there. Um, we have a new song that I think maybe on my not next album, but, but maybe two albums out. Hmm, maybe okay. throw, it, throw it on that. So, so the the new one that's um, out now, you wrote 
all of those? Are those all originals? Yep, they sure are. Okay. And uh, just decided that in the middle of a pandemic was a good time to release your debut record? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, that timing was pretty funky because we recorded that in December of 18. Oh, wow, okay. I think it was December December 19. Uh Um, Just, you know, months before the, the pandemic. Yeah, okay. And, uh, and so, yeah, so everything else, um, the pandemic hit a few weeks after mm-hmm. and we all kind of went, well, son of a gun, you know, I'm not sure what we're going to do about this. Yeah. Like and everybody else. <laughs> so, yeah. So we, you know, we decided to sit on it a while and um, you know, I saw a lot of, a, a lot of people holding back and, and some people are still holding back right. on their releases. And I just kind of felt that, you know, I have plans for at least two more records, which is probably planning far enough ahead. Mm-hmm. It is, but, mm-hmm. but, uh, um, you know, I thought that, that, uh, it's, it's relevant now and let's just dump it and maybe we can shoot for kind of end of the year yeah, uh, kind of thing in hopes that maybe this year will release a little bit. Yeah. And it has. We've got, you know, we've got a few shows. I've got a root band together. Okay. Um, and we've got, we've got a few shows. And you um, got a little bit of chart action with it too, right? Yeah. Yeah, we've had, you know, I've had, um, it started up CDX pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it hit number two in February on Airplay Direct, so that was really cool. And country albums. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you know where 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 we pushed it hard, it did really well. Um, but I just uh, you know with the pandemic and not being able to tour and everything, um, you know, it was just kind of I was hesitant how much effort we wanted to put into the whole right. whole thing. Right. Kind of you know, lay it as a foundation block for the next one. Because um, it's just, it's having a debut album, you know, it's a it's a huge market. So it's mm-hmm. pretty saturated. Yeah, right. And it's even sure. more saturated now. There's people <laughs> last year, you know, it's crazy. So Yeah, yeah. Um, the you know, uh, Fender sold out of guitars, right? <laughs> right, right, yeah, yeah. Well, the, the um, couple songs... That really stood out for me. The um, I, I think uh, for the love of whiskey was the name of one of them. Uh, has this mm-hmm. kind of a Hank Jr. feel, and then you kind of get all the way to the end of the record and the um, uh, uh, steel drivers, um, um, steel drivers. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, the one, lament. the one, the one at the end. Yeah, lament. Yeah, uh, kind of even has this almost bluegrass feel. Um, right. Is the the layout of that in, intentional, or is it just kind of the way they fell on the record? No, it was uh, completely intentional. We kind of felt um, uh, Stephen Mojan produced it um, and did the sound engineer as well. But uh, when we talked about sort of how to how to lay things out, we kind of felt that uh, um, you know the. For the love of whiskey was kind of yeah, it's a Hank Jr. kind of thing. It's also kind of a Whalen thing. Right. Um, really drives that sort of um, 
you know, the decor drive kind of thing. So, classic, yeah, classic um, country. Yeah, um, and and that that really came together uh, just and just seemed to be something that could anchor, you know, this the center of the of the album, and then uh, Steel Drivers. Um, yeah, we really. It's interesting because we all put that that we recorded as a band, mm, okay. as one take, and ah, so cool. it it yeah it jams on at the end, um, and we talked about just fading it out, and we did a couple of demos with the fade out, and neither one of us liked it. We mm-hmm. just, it just didn't really, um, it just really didn't feel as organic as the fact that whole band jammed out. I mean, we were laughing at the end. We were like, how in the world did that just happen? Yeah. We just jammed it out. And we, you know, had this uh, orchestrated ending and we're all in separate rooms. It was pretty funny. Huh, that's cool. <laughs> so, so it really worked out. So we just, we opted to put it at the end of the record and say, you know what, that, you know, that'll, if, if people listen to the album in order, you know, all six of us listen to the album in order, because I don't think anybody does that anymore, but... Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if somebody does, then they get to their last song, um, and they say, oh, wow, that's cool, I want I want more. Right, so, yeah, okay. That's that was cool. kind of the idea. Have you had a chance to, with your band, to share these with, with an audience, with, with a group of folks, either before or, or since the release? Um, we will in a couple of weeks with the full road band, but yeah. no, we haven't had okay. um, we haven't had anything um, other than I've done a couple of solo things on the radio mm-hmm. uh, here locally, um, and uh, yeah, most of the, either you know trying to get in to do a live thing or something like that, um, you know is. It was pretty hard, right? Yeah, um, just because everything's closed. Sure. Yeah. Um, and then we had a quick. Um, I had an offer to do a concert at Steve's Guitars here locally, which is a really cool listening room that was a live stream. But I think we only had like three days hmm. notice on it, and I said, you know, heck, I'm local, I'll do it, and. Um, but the band couldn't do it, so it was just me. Okay. So that would have been a band thing, but it was just, you know, too tight. And we'll do that again, I'm sure, later in the season. Um, but that was really weird because there was no audience. Right. It was just yeah, those are tough. being in this venue. Yeah. My wife was in the corner under one of the cameras. You know, it was just really <laughs> weird. <laughs> What's your hope with it? This summer, festivals, venues, coffee shops. What what's the where do you feel like this is going to fit? You know, I'm hoping we have a couple of small venues um, already booked. Um, everybody's sort of scrambling, um, you know, meaning every band in the universe is scrambling for whatever's open. Right. There. Oh yeah wanting to tour so it's pretty pretty tight competition um to say the least um to get in um but i think we're doing okay we're doing everything from uh solo acts due to uh financial restrictions on some of the venues Mm -hmm. um to full band 
at uh, anything. We're doing a bike race in a couple of weeks. Oh, cool. Okay. And then we're doing, uh, in the fall, we've got uh, the KAFM Radio Room booked, which is an ADC theater in Grand Junction. Um, so we have, some, you know, it's kind of all over the board. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's some, yeah, there's some other stuff, some festivals, farmers markets. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, we're taking what we can get because, you know, right, still a little funky. Yeah, sure. Yeah, everybody's trying to do the same thing. It's, um, man, it, it, it's coming, but it's a, uh, it's a slow process. So we certainly. Um, wish you well with it. So the the record again is it's been a long time. If um, folks want to want to listen to it, want to get in touch with you, talk to you about it a little bit, they want to get a copy of it. What's the best way to do all of that? Uh, they can do that through through our website, uh, which is hughphillipsmusic.com. Okay. And uh, yeah, there's a contact. There's uh, download or physical. There's merch. There's a concert calendar, um, and other pertinent information. You can also uh, hit us up on the social, Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. Uh, Hugh Phillips Music there. And, um, yeah, the website's constantly changing, so there's always something new to check out there. Um, and hopefully uh, we put in for uh, the IBMA and uh, Americana Music Association um, showcases this oh, good. year. Maybe, yeah. we'll get a, maybe we'll get a bite on that. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. Well, we wish you well so, with it, Hugh. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us and um, look forward to catching you at one of those events. I, I, I feel confident the uh, music fits for sure, so we hope that they think the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks so much for having me, and uh, yeah, we'll see you out there hopefully. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the Internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.